0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Jerry Hamilton. Jerry, yet again in the car this time. He's in Austin, Texas, on the campus of the University of Texas. Longhorns have a big visit weekend coming up with 15 uh, official visitors set to visit Austin beginning today. Uh, Jerry, but before we get there, uh, today is the day after. Arch Manning commits yesterday. What do you think that means for the Horns? Uh,
1: I think it has far Outreaching uh, outreach beyond even the football program. Um, look, I, I just did a podcast with our own Paul Wadlington, and we were talking about this. And uh, it's interesting, Bobby, when you look at this, when you just look at it from a football perspective, I, I don't think you're taking a deep enough dive. Um, I had a member of Inside Texas DM me, and he, he listened to uh, me, you, and uh, Eric yesterday. And he said, you know what you said about the reaching – basketball and other sports and the university as a whole he was like my daughter's looking at five colleges and texas was second or third on her list and then she saw arch manning the news about arch manning going to texas and she said to her dad last night you know maybe i need to give texas a closer look and bobby if you think about it look at the way the enrollment grew at alabama after nick saban got there and started winning You look at the Sweet 16 basket NCAA tournament team mid-majors and how much their their enrollment goes up, right? And I just think it's such a bigger deal that Arch Manning and the Manning family are going to be considered part of the University of Texas now. I think it goes so far beyond football um, that it won't be talked about enough. I mean, you think about, if you go back, and I know we hit on this when. Vince Young and, and T.J. Ford with the Texas back-to-back years, um, the the vibe, the perception of the University of Texas in Houston totally changed. Right? You were there. You remember it. And this is a national thing now. I think the perception totally changed. Now, a different discussion is the part of how good a player's art's going to be. Well, that's a year. That's a year or two away. That's not even the discussion right now. It's Everything that he does to change the perception of Texas nationally. And, look, I know people hate it when I get on my tangent about being a cool school because the people that don't understand what I'm talking about is when you talk to kids, you know. You know when you talk to kids. And Texas was a cool school for so long with kids. The the Chris Sims, the Derek Johnson, all those guys, Cedric Benson, Roy Williams, all the way through Vince, TJ, Colt, right? was a cool school well texas hasn't been that cool school for the last decade they just won their first ncaa basketball tournament game on the men's side in what eight years nine years last year the football teams had one really good season in how many years and you have lost that cool school appeal because these kids growing up right now don't see texas the same way that the kids 10 15 years ago saw texas when every kid had texas first or second Mm -hmm. on their list but so i think to, make a, to, to get to the point, and it takes me a while, any call Steve Sarkeesian makes right now, phone's going to be answered. Any call that Kyle Flood, Bo Davis, Blake Gideon, all the staff makes, the call's actually going to be answered. And I'm not sure that was the case. Two months ago, Texas signed the top five class. They had to fight for it. They're in on a lot of really good players. But the difference is now the phone call's going to be answered and the conversation's going to be had. And if you just think about what we talked about yesterday, Parents of recruits were hitting up Texas coaches after Arch committed. And some of those were considered long shots. And now you end the door a little bit and you see what happens.
0: I mentioned this. There's, there's a, you're right about a lot of things that you've said here. I don't want to dis- dispute that. The, the interesting piece for me, uh, you mentioned the parents just then. And Arch, the Manning family is one of those that reaches across a couple of different generations, right? So mm-hmm. grandpa remembers Arch parents remember Peyton and Eli and now the kids realize that the the nephew or the grandson is the number one player in the country and so they also understand that the Manning family is as experienced as anybody in the country when it comes to dealing with coaches with Mm -hmm. what's best for their you know kids and I just think it's uh it's not just the that that Arch Manning wanted to go to Texas. It's also that the parents signed off on it. That's it. Um, you know what I mean? And so you're you're hitting that, that that hits from a couple of different angles, especially for parents who, you know, this is their first go-round in college recruiting. Yes. They haven't been it before. So they're okay. they're and and they're being told everything by every school in the country, right? It's not a and I'm not trying to say they're they're inexperienced or, or not don't understand how to, to go about it. I'm saying, it gives them a data point that they can latch on to. Yes. And so I I felt like that was very, very important. Uh,
1: And by the way, and to add to that, you know what helps that? Is Peyton and Eli have continued to build their brands through football after football, right? Uh, It's the same credit I give a Deion Sanders. You know, why why he's thrived is – He continued to build his brand. So the Manning family has never lost the brand, even though Peyton and Eli haven't been taking snaps in the NFL for how many years now? That family brand has continued to grow and expand in the different areas. And I think that only helps Texas now with arts coming in. I honestly do because the Mannings are going to be around the program. They're going to be in the stands. They're going to be talking about the Texas football program in a positive light because arch is there. I mean, so that is, it all plays into it. And I totally agree with you, Bobby. We like to think the parents understand the recruiting process and know everything about the process, but it comes at you so fast. And especially now with NIL and everything that's in play, social media, um, how many people, the trainers, the specialized uh, instruction, everybody that reaches out to your kid agents now, I mean, there's so much coming at parents. There's no way you can be prepared for it unless you've been through it. And I don't know if, if you had a kid that went through it seven years ago if you have even prepared for it today.
0: It's different. No, it's, 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 it's constantly changing. Social media has changed the world uh, in, in more than just the college football right. recruiting way. Uh, you know, uh, Texas now sits at eight commitments, coming off a huge commitment from, from Arch uh, Manning yesterday. Jerry, you mentioned yesterday there are some guys that you think this is going to impact. Um, you mentioned Cedric Baxter, the running back out of Orlando, who is on an unofficial visit to Texas A&M. Don't, don't count out the Aggies here. Uh, I'm sure they're giving it their best go. But Texas had had him in for an official visit uh, with uh, or the week before Arch Manning, I believe. Uh, and he and Tashar Choice, the Texas running backs coach, have developed a great relationship uh, you mentioned him yesterday. Are there others that, that you think could be uh, helped persuaded by this move? Uh, I know the receivers are likely, but anybody beyond that? Yeah, I, th- I, think I think your offensive line are always impacted by a quarterback,
1: right? I mean, the receivers are a given. Like, I, I don't even, you know, you put Steve Sarkeesian and Arch Manning together. I mean, forget about it. Quinn Ewers with that. I mean, forget it. You don't have to worry about that. I mean, there's so many really talented receivers. I mean, what what does Texas have, four, four on campus, three on campus this weekend? They're all top 200-type players in the country. They had other guys last weekend. I mean, so that, that position is – that's going to be easy for Texas. That's just coming down to a numbers game uh, because there are so many talented guys. I think offensive line is always impacted by a quarterback uh, in, in a class. I really do, and it's interesting because it comes at the perfect timing for Texas. It's just funny how that worked out, right? that when you sign seven offensive linemen in the 2022 class, and Kelvin Banks is a five-star, and Devon Campbell's an on-three consensus five-star, and Cam Williams is underrated by everybody except on-three will toot our horn there, he's a top-hundred guy in the country, and you just go down the list, I mean, there's seven guys who are really talented players. It's hard to get another really good offensive line class after that. And I think Arch Manning's going to help there. I um, I was just just talking about with Paul Wadlington. I think Jaden Chapman recruitment, um, he kind of played an either-or game, Jaden Chapman or Zalance Hurd. And, and, and I took Jaden Chapman. And, and the reason I took Jaden Chapman is, Bobby, we talk about it, Texas needs to win in syntax. They need to win close to home. And that's, it's more than in-state. You need to win close to home. And he is a battle with AM, Oklahoma, and LSU. If the year after you sign seven, really good offensive linemen. If, you all, if uh, uh, Arch helps you pull in a Jaden Chapman, that's a big deal because that's a kid from close to home that's saying, I'm not scared of competition. And I just said bye to a and Oklahoma, and LSU to come to Texas the year after. Texas signed the best offensive line class in the country. So I think the offensive line is going to be impacted.
0: Yeah. And the offensive line is, is a development position too. Right. You no, know, I mean, there's going to be injuries. It just it, it, it is what it is. All right. Let's get going here. Uh, right. let, I, Texas has 15 kids coming on campus. That's why you're on campus right now. Hope you don't get a parking ticket, by the way. Um, I've gotten a few. Oh, I've gotten a few on that <laughs> campus. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, let's start with the skill position players coming in. And I've kind of broken it down into three groups: skill position players, uh, linemen, and then the linebacker edge prospects. Let's start with the skill position guys on offense, uh, primarily. There is one defensive player, but Trey Wise. I'm going to ask you for it, what I would like you to do is give me. Uh, I guess the best way to put it: give me. Uh, two to three uh, sentences or 15 to 30 seconds on each of these guys okay Bray Weiser running back out of DeSoto Uh,
1: it was interesting I was at a spring game uh, in May I had an SEC running back coach look look at me and said that recruitment he's a soft commitment that one may not stick Um, I think this is where Arch Manning helps that a lot Um, and being on campus this weekend um, I kind of did some digging and he probably was a, a soft commitment. Now Texas has a chance to shore that up uh,
0: headed into his senior season. All right. Uh, let's talk about next. Jonte Cook, the receiver out of DeSoto, uh, now a high school teammate of, of Trey Wisner.
1: Yeah, look, I have an 85% RPM on three end recruiting uh, prediction machine on uh, Jonte Cook. I'm not backing off that at all. I think Texas is where Jonte wants to be, and everybody was expecting all these kids to just commit the same day. It doesn't, doesn't work that way. Kids want their own day. They want their own time. Um, but I think he's he likes Texas for all the reasons before Arch Manning committed the offense what Xavier Worthy did how he could fit in the Steve Sarkeesian
0: scheme it's Texas recruitment to lose got it uh, Ryan Niblett who is already committed to Texas one of I, I believe there's four current commitments that are going to be on campus Wisner and uh, 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 Niblet, two of those
1: and, and Niblet's one of those kids that's you know like Samaj Burrell they always say well we're still going to take visits right well now Texas has a chance to shore that up a little bit, right? Maybe a kid takes one visit. Maybe he doesn't want to take all four or five. Uh, but it was interesting, I, you know, when we talked to a lot of the kids, I'm going beyond the 30 seconds, how many kids have talked to Arch Manning? He was one that hadn't yet. Well, now he will, and he'll get to build that bond, and I think it only helps Texas. Really good player.
0: Uh, yeah, good player acceleration, right? That's what you see out of him is that uh, we, we talk about uh, Steve Sarkeesian and, and uh, those guys liking a type. Well, the type is those guys that go from zero to 60. It's almost, let's put it this way, zero to 20 fast. You know what I mean? So they hit that hole and really get. 10, 6, 23
1: long jump, uh, sub, what, what, 21, 4,
0: 200. He's got it all. Yeah, you you get my point, though. It's that kind of like deal. Now, a guy that's a a slightly different – but someone that Texas went and saw play basketball and really got their attention is, is also in this weekend. And he's more of that outside receiver prospect uh, as one of the key targets. And that's Jonah Wilson out of Spring Decaney.
1: Look, if Texas pushes for commitment, I think there's a 90 to 100% chance he commits. Uh, and I'll just say it. I, I, I think there's a 90 to 100% chance he commits if Texas pushes him for commitment. Uh, really good player. He's a guy that Brennan Marion identified even back at Pitt that he really liked. And then went to see him at spring to Caney brought Steve Sarkees, said, you got to watch this guy. Let's go watch him play basketball. They offered that night. So there you go. And now the question becomes, was, which is a different conversation. There's Jalen Hale, there's Jonah Wilson. And you know, there's Brown out in Florida, who's probably a long shot, but there's a lot of guys out there that you can now get in on. And so who are you going to push now? Who are you going to kind of hold off from committing and how long are you going to play the game with these guys?
0: How good is he in your opinion?
1: I think Jonah's got upside. Um, I, I think he's uh, – I, I, I don't know how to say this without some. – I'm not meaning to be an insult. I think he's Marcus Washington with sure hands.
0: Got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, Marcus Washington absolutely had the drops at times. Um, right. uh, was Marcus not-
1: Washington a talented kid that just struggled catching the football.
0: Yeah. And you got
1: to and you got to if you're not an athletic winner, right? you got he's a break. little he's
0: a little bit faster than Washington too right. on the yeah on the track. yeah. Um, Derek Williams, the only defensive skill position player uh, in this weekend, uh, safety out of New Iberia, Louisiana, Westgate High School, number three ranked safety in the country. Uh, he's I, I, from what I read and what I hear from talking to you guys, not only you but Eric and Justin and the guys, it sounds like it's Texas and Alabama and maybe LSU, Florida. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds right. I, I really think Alabama and Texas are, are the
1: two that are out in front right now. You never want to rule out LSU on a South Louisiana kid in state, right? But this is—he's interesting because everybody has him pegged nationally to Alabama, right? And we just come—we're just coming off—we inside Texas, we're the only people who have Arch pegged to Texas, okay. And we're not pegging Derek Williams to Texas, but here's the the same thing is people are like, well, he can go play for Nick Saban who specializes in coaching DBs as a head coach. Why would he go to Texas? They're five and seven. Well, here's the thing. The kid's been on campus with his family multiple times and every time he, they've told the the Texas staff, they were going to be here. They were here. So the Texas staff has confidence in Derek Williams recruitment, not not saying they think they're going to get him, but they have confidence because Him and the family have always followed through for over a year now in what they said they were going to do in the communication in the visit. So the interest is sincere. I think it's a huge recruiting weekend for a kid like Derek Williams. And, you know, not that Arch Manning comes to Texas means Derek Williams is going to sign with Texas, but it certainly doesn't hurt.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, especially from that neck of the woods, too. Yes. Uh, right. All right. Let's move on to a, another group that's coming in. Let's talk about those offensive linemen. You mentioned a couple, uh, but before we even get to the offensive line, I want to mention the one uh, defensive lineman that's for sure in, and that's a, another commitment Dylan Spencer, a six foot four, 240 or so, 250 pound defensive lineman out of Houston, CE King. Early, uh, it was an early evaluation uh, by. Uh, Bo Davis, that led to his commitment, uh, and it's one that the Horns are really happy they made, right?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. He camped a couple weekends ago, even though he didn't have to. He just came up to compete, and he did very, very well from everything we heard. Look, and he was a guy who – he was under-recruited, and he's kind of physically underdeveloped because he was at West Orange Stark his freshman year, moved to Katie Taylor sophomore year. Now he's at C.E. King. Well, this will be the first high school he's been at two straight years, so he's finally got some structure. And with that structure, you're starting to see the kid ascend. And he's not a kid who puts out a lot of the offers on social media and everything, but he did very well with all the college uh, foot traffic through in May. And the LSUs of the world, the Oklahomas of the world, everybody took real notice of Dylan Spencer. And so while his commitment has never been in doubt, that's a kid that uh, Bo Davis and Texas had to recruit like he was not committed because all these colleges that
0: came through,
1: saw a guy that was starting to ascend and look like a different player.
0: I got you. Yeah, I, I think we talked about it at that time. We thought it was a good eval when they, yeah. when they offered him early and then actually uh, got a commitment from him. It, it, that has been nothing but reinforced over the past three or four months, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the O-line now uh, as well. Four guys coming in, none of whom are committed to Texas. Uh, Jaden Chapman, you've mentioned a little bit, uh, a tackle prospect out of Harker Heights.
1: Yeah, I think it's a huge recruitment. Um, look, it, it, there aren't many recruits that legitimately can go to Texas, Oklahoma, LSU, or AM. That is the regional recruiting battle. I mean, so he's in a class with an Anthony Hill and those guys, right? That tells you how good the college coaches think he is. We have him in the top 100 in the country at on threes, a little lower for other people. I think they'll come around. So it's a huge recruitment because Kyle Flood was the first to talk to him, the first to offer, the first to have him on campus. So there's that been that consistency now for months. Everybody else came in late and offered, look, a and had an offensive line coaching change. Get it. It happens, right? Uh, Oklahoma had a coaching change, right? LSU, Brad Davis didn't know if he was going to be there. So Texas has some things working in their favor, and others have had to play catch-up. But I think Texas is in a good spot headed into this weekend, and it's a huge recruitment because if Jaden Chapman says, I'm going to Texas. And I'm going to go compete with Cam Williams and Kelvin Banks. That says a lot about where Texas is headed on the offensive line.
0: Got it. Uh, Next one I I want to talk about is someone that's committed elsewhere. Trevor Goosby, the big uh, six-foot-six. He's a little bit light, right, 260 or so pounds, but it makes sense because I saw him do a a (laughs) 360 dunk on a a highlight video. Uh, He's committed to TCU currently, uh, but uh, has gotten an offer from Texas, picked up one from A&M earlier this week uh what's going on this is his second trip back to texas in two or three weeks weeks. yeah
1: yeah it's it's a bit it's a big one this weekend look his mom with the texas a lot of family members family members on her side attend the university of texas as well a&m's going to try to muddy that water get him to not flip the texas or or keep that recruitment open and come in the a&m late july we'll see what happens but gooseby's a kid who's always liked texas and uh the father i think played football and basketball in north texas and uh, I think TCU's got their work cut out for him on this. Not that they can't. He was at TCU uh, officially last weekend, but the fact that he's coming back two times in two weeks, Bobby, we've been doing this a long time. That's a pretty positive sign for Kyle Flood and, and Steve Sarkisian.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is, it is. Uh, Connor Stroh. Uh, this is a this is a I, I legacy that works the other way.
1: Yeah, I think I, this is yeah. the most it's the most interesting recruitment. And look, he's not the high, most highly ranked kid, but he fits what Kyle Flood like massive human beings and Connor Stroh is that all a six six and a half 340 um, power lifter um, a really strong kid who's who's he's coming into his own a little bit more I think he's showing signs of improving foot quickness and all that type of things you look for but his recruitment is, look he's made all the visits Arkansas Auburn uh, but it, it, this is coming down to a and in Texas uh, the parents, both parents, went to Texas A&M. He not only made an official day and m last week, and he camped at Texas A&M too, which I thought was interesting. And Eric Nolim pointed that out. But you know, it's going to be interesting to see if he, if he gets over the finish line with with A&M or Texas, because Kyle Flood again was in on him early, and that's his best coach relationship is Kyle Flood, and he has maintained all the way through that Texas is very much in this recruitment. I actually DM them. Uh, because there's a rumor he was going to cancel the visit after A&M. He said, no, not at all. I'm very much looking forward to my official visit to Texas. So that's going to be, I think, the most interesting decision, because there aren't a lot of really true A&M Texas battles where maybe there's family members on one side helping one over the other. Can Connor Stroh sit down at that dinner table with mom and dad and get to the finish line and say, I'm going to go to University of Texas? That's going to be an interesting recruitment to
0: follow. Andre Kojo, another big, big guy. Uh, This one out of Mansfield, Timberview.
1: A guy Texas had targeted for a while. Uh, Texas has been the
0: favorite. We had a little uh, technical difficulty, but we're uh, rejoining that discussion. Uh, Jerry, we were on Andre Kojo, the offensive lineman out of Mansfield, Timberview.
1: Yeah, a kid that uh, Kyle Flood's been all all in on for over a year now, since essentially evaluating him for the first time a kid that inside Texas believes has been leaning to Texas for quite some time. I think TCU may be number two with him. There's other schools involved certainly. Uh, But one that, you know, you've heard some chatter on, uh, will eventually go Texas way. And we'll see if uh, Texas closes it out this weekend.
0: A big guy, right? 6'5", 345.
1: 330, yeah. Another, another big kid, broad shoulder kid with an upside. He's an upside guy. He's a down the, he's a down the road player. He's not a guy you're going to look at as an impact player. He's going to need some time.
0: So let's go to the next group that that are coming in of the 15 guys coming in for official visits this weekend. Perhaps this group is one of the more interesting ones, right? Because we know that arch is going to have an effect on the offensive side of the ball. Will that carry over somewhat to the defensive side? Now, Texas has been recruiting the defensive side really, really hard uh, in all fairness to the Longhorns. This isn't a one trick pony by any stretch, Uh, but the guys coming in, uh, all five, uh, you know, guys that the Longhorns ostensibly want Start with Anthony Hill, who's uh, ranked the number one linebacker in the state.
1: And by the way, it's the biggest positions of need in this class. Period is is edge and linebacker, right? Um, Anthony Hill. This is one of those true recruiting battles we talked about with Jaden Chapman. Anthony Hill is an i A- I've been told for months it's going to come down the A and M in Texas, and I'm not discounting Oklahoma, Alabama, Miami because the family's from South Florida. But let's stay on that path. So let's say it's an A and M, Texas, Oklahoma battle. That's a true recruiting battle in the state of Texas. Those are the three powers. Um, that I, you, when you consider how many players go to Oklahoma, they're almost like an in-state school in a way, and recruiting, from a recruiting standpoint. So it's a true battle. This one's going to go on a while. This is one where that's twofold. I think the arch impact, the perception of that, certainly helps with Texas and Anthony Hill. They visited Alabama together two weeks ago on June 10th. But then this is one where the, on the field this year is going to be crucial for Texas. I think you need to show an upward trend. I, I think this recruitment is going to go on a while. There's a visit to July, uh, late July, to Texas A&M. So I think it's going to go into the season, um, and I think the the product on the field is certainly going to matter. Um, you know, and it is a huge recruit because. There's nothing that a and or Oklahoma would like more than to beat Texas on a Denton Ryan guy. Everybody knows the Denton Ryan connections with Texas. On that coaching staff, Jatavion Sanders, Austin Jordan, Alex De La Torre, who's on that staff that played at Texas. There's been a number of guys come through Texas from Denton Ryan. It, that's been a pretty good school for Texas. Mack Brown over the years, Derek Loki, right? I mean, there's nothing that would make a and or Oklahoma happier than beating Texas for one of the top linebackers in the country at Denton Ryan.
0: Um, you mentioned that uh, one note on Hill. Jatavian Sanders expected to be his host uh, on his official visit this week. And weekend. by the way, Hill's
1: already, Hill's already on campus. He tweeted last night at eight twenty-seven p.m.
0: Okay. So there. I got you. Thanks for thanks for telling us. All right, Darian Galette, a young man out of Marlin uh, that you have been super high on from the get-go. Uh, really, kind of brought him to the national attention, in my opinion, uh, Jerry. Uh, he is. He had a recent injury to his knee going to miss his senior season, but that hasn't stopped Texas from pursuit.
1: And, and I think that is really going to be an interesting part of this recruitment. Look, there's, there was two sources at Marlin I talked to um, on, on Gillette for months, and one was like, oh, I think he ends up at Texas. The other was like, eh, maybe A&M, maybe Texas, right? Um, but, you know, a lot of people ask, well, does Dre Bledsoe going to Texas have an impact? Not really. I mean, Dre had been at Bremont. He's from Marlin. So it's not like those kids who kind of grew up together and were really tight. Um, I, I think the main thing here is, is Texas has been all, all in on Gillette. And I think there's been some, uh, some of the other schools that maybe have been 90%, but now that's really going to be tested um, because he's has, he has a knee injury. He's going to miss his senior year. And so I think the school that has been in on him the longest and continues to say, we want you no matter what, that always has an impact on injured kids and their parents. His dad's a basketball coach. I think so all these things are going to be factoring into recruitment that weren't there two weeks ago. Uh, And I think Texas effort is is puts them in a good position headed into this weekend and Gillette's being recruited as a linebacker. I think that's an important piece because I think Bobby, you and I see him as an edge guy long-term probably just where he's going to go with the athleticism, but all schools, that's Texas, A&M, Oklahoma, Alabama, Ohio State are recruiting him as a linebacker. Uh, and that tells you where he wants to begin his career, at least. And then you'll see where his body and his frame go from there.
0: Interesting. Uh, we mentioned that he doesn't have a huge relationship with Dere Bledsoe, but he does have a relationship with Samaj Burrell. The next person we're going to talk about, a longhorn commit, really got the one of, one of the guys that started the class and showed a lot of faith in the Texas uh, coaching staff early. Uh, he is uh, one of the top, if not the top inside linebacker in the state, one of them. Uh, he is on campus as well, one of those four commitments uh, in town. Uh, he and Gillette played peewee ball together, yes. apparently, uh, in Marlin or in that that area of the, of the state. Uh, what do you know about Burrell? Uh, what have you heard of lately? What's going on with him?
1: Yeah, I think Burrell's commitment is as strong as ever. That doesn't mean he's not going to uh, flirt with taking a visit, right? These are kids. They're 17-, 18-year-old kids. Uh, But I think he's been a a champion of the Texas class out on social media. And I think that only gets stronger uh, with Arch Manning in the boat. And, you know, look, Samaj Burrell, I think, is a huge recruit in 23, in this 23 class for Texas. Because linebacker arguably is the biggest need in this class, edge linebacker, whichever one you want to argue towards. But he's a guy, Eric and I, we're such big fans that he checks every box. He checks the intelligence box, the maturity uh, box, and just the just the all-around football player, student-athlete box for us. And uh, when you talk to him, you say, that guy could call your defense. And there's not many guys you really jump out there on that limb. And I think he's very, very important uh, for Texas defense moving forward, especially headed into that uh, very physical conference. All
0: right. Uh, to finish this off, for the 15 guys, again, coming in this weekend – uh, both edge prospects. Braylon Shelby out of Friendswood High School, who by all accounts uh, is just really growing into his body and becoming even a higher ranked recruit. Uh, one of those guys that's still ascending. And then Billy Walton uh, out of uh, South Oak Cliff, who's committed to Oklahoma State, but has already visited uh, not only OSU, but also SMU and now Texas this weekend.
1: Yeah, I think Braylon Shelby's a big recruit for Texas, a big battle. I mean, look, it's a and him offered earlier this week. We'll see if a can get him to hold off and make that late July visit. But right now it's Texas USC, and it's been trending that way for weeks. He was blown away by his first trip out to L.A. earlier this spring, and he had a great official visit. I think the private school is popular with the mom. But, look, I, I have some insight here. I went to Friendswood High School, okay? <laughs> um, I was told by a couple of people there, very close that the mom loved Baylor because it was a private school. So she wants closer to home and private, but that's not going to happen. So is closer to home going to win out for that family over the private school and being out in LA? We'll see. I, I think the Texas staff, it's a big visit for them this weekend. Um, in all encompassing visit at the university of Texas for Braylon and his family, um, showing them everything the, from the academic side, uh, the university of president, the athlete, everything that goes with being a student athlete at Texas, much more than just playing football. At Texas, I think USC's done a good job of that so far. And we'll see what Texas counters with this weekend.
0: What about Billy? Uh, and then, and
1: then Bill, Billy Walton's an interesting prospect. I think he's got a lot of upside. Um, is he a fit? Is he a fit for what Texas really is looking for at that position? I think that remains to be seen. Is Texas making a push here because that looks like Colton Vosick wants to play out of state. We'll find out how much push Texas pushes for commitment here. Has the Arch Manning commitment changed the game? Is Texas going to be a little more patient on some guys? I think Walton's one of those guys to look at this weekend.
0: That's an interesting commentary because here, you know, Texas sitting at eight commitments already. uh, They – they try to get commitments from ten of these guys. All of a sudden, they're at 18. Then the numbers start getting too tight. Uh, yes. It's going to be interesting how Steve Sarkeesian and his staff uh, play the next really month because they're going to get some. They're likely going to get some commitments, uh, but they don't want to have too many because they still want to have some uh, bullets in the gun, right, for later. And
1: and, and I think if if we if we're being as smart about this as we can, we should have learned a lot from the twenty twenty two recruiting cycle. They're going to go after the very best players they can, and they'll recruit them all the way to February if they don't sign in December. And I think that's something that all the people at Inside Texas need to be aware of.
0: All right. Uh, Jerry Hamilton of InsideTexas.com doing a great job on campus right now at the university for the official visit weekend, covering that for Inside Texas. Also a national recruiting analyst for On3. Uh, For Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. Uh, That's been this week. uh, That's been... This episode of On Texas Football will likely have some more episodes this weekend dealing with recruiting with all the news going on. Thanks a bunch, guys.